what are the little levers that you can pull in your business to grow the business regardless of interest rates, housing prices, and consumer sentiment. Well, g'day and welcome back to the podcast, episode 55. It is great to spend this bit of time with you and thank you for watching along and listening. It means the world to me that some people would give up their time and consume my content. I don't take it lightly, and I always want to make sure I'm con- you know, giving you content that moves the needle and matters in your life. You know, we find ourselves in an interesting time. I'm recording this, uh, at, I guess, at the start of Q2 here, 2023, right? So, um, and so, you know, the, the, the landscape is very interesting at the moment. We find ourselves with recent banking collapses, um, and that's, you know, that happens. We always have banks that collapse around the world, but at the moment there's like, obviously more than normal. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a, and one of them was a very, very, very large institution. And so, you know, that's, that's a massive concern because if that becomes a major thing, then, then there's a run on the banks, right? So that's a thing, right? So that, you know, the knock-on effect is really, really big. We've got interest rates that, you know, in Australia here is 10 consecutive months in a row. I think the US is about the same, England's about the same. So, you know, we've got this heightened sense of interest rates. You know, house prices starting to fall. Um, you know, consumer sentiment uh, is, at a, is at an all-time low. Uh, it's like, okay, so, so, so how do we do business at a time when there are so many moving parts that are changing, right? So, you know, and, and I'm doing this video because I'm getting these calls at the moment, probably more than ever. I'm getting more calls about people scared now than I did in GFC, right? Um, I, I'm getting more people now who are really kind of soul searching for what to do next in their business and, and where to go and what decisions to make. And everybody's citing those things when they call me. They're like, "Oh, listen, I'm, I, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put off hiring because you know interest rates and people like there's all these things, and you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I want to renegotiate my lease or, or move to a smaller place because of this. And there's all these, you know, things about like I, I don't want to launch right now because of this uncertainty and, and all these sort of things. So I just want to strip this whole thing back right now and say, do not change your micro decisions based on a macro economy. That is a, that's a bad way to go. Listen, the economy will always look after itself. There's always highs, there's always lows, but the media will always spin them to be a negative, okay? Always. So what I would say to you, those people who are second guessing, unsure, what does it mean? You don't need to have everything organized and neat and orderly and tick every box and feel good about everything you ever do, okay? You just need to understand that you can run your business inside a messy economy and still make money, right? When you find yourself second guessing, unsure, you know, wanting to play small, you've got to stop it, okay? Stop it because that, the only person that suffers is you right, when you decide to be that way. I've been through so many highs and lows in my business life that I can tell you that irrespective of what goes on, what our dumb policy makers may, not, may, may or may not bring in, all right, what the media are reporting, okay, what your best friend tells you, what your cab driver's telling you as economic advice, like I can tell you, in amongst all of that, 
There are 50,000 million things that you can control and you should be doing that actually help you build your business, regardless of what's going on in the world around you. I'm not talking to anybody on this Zoom that has a business big enough that the economy affects you. None of you, all right? You have the beauty of a small to medium enterprise, right, up to 500 million in revenue, which means that you can pivot on the spot, make decisions, right, choose to launch a new product, stop, like you can just, you can just grow your business based on what you're finding. You can make decisions, you can fix bad decisions, right? You are a lot more in control than you think of your business, all right? So what I wanna do is I wanna put the power back in your hands and not let you get sucked into the media vortex of everything's about to fall apart soon. Listen, I've heard everything is about to fall apart soon every day since my first business opened in 1999 right? And I've heard it's going to fall apart soon when the economy's down. I've heard it's going to fall apart soon when the economy's up. I've heard it's going to fall apart soon when, you know, the left are in power. I've heard it's going to fall apart soon when the right are in power, right? I've heard it when inflation's high. I've heard it when inflation's low. I've heard it when the dollar's high. I've heard it when the dollar's low. I've heard it my whole life. And yet, I've still managed to make money in every single one of those seasons, all right? And so what happens is these people that are calling me up second-guessing they're just falling foul and being a sucker in a system that's trying to get you to play small. You need to just choose that you are in control of so many elements of this that you don't have to listen to them and you can build your business. All right, that's the intro. A little bit of energy up here on this one. So I just wanna give you four areas that you can go to that will actually help you move the needle on your business. This is actually how it plays out in real life. I'll reference the GFC again because that was an actual economic meltdown that was felt all over the world and depending on the country, took between three and seven years to kind of wash through, okay? It was, it was a big deal for those of you who remember that. But even then, our gross domestic product as a country was at 90% of what it was before. So even in that massive meltdown, 90% of the opportunity, 90% of the money in the system, right? 90% of all the things that take place in business were still there, right? So, so in that actual massive meltdown, right? 90% of everything still existed. So sure, 10% was off, right? But 90% was still there. So when your business is representing 0.0000000000001 of the economy, there's a fair bit of room to move before you could get maxed to that 90% of gross domestic product, all right? Hey, I wanted to jump in here during the podcast and let you know about Greenhouse Media. It's one of the service offerings inside the Business Greenhouse suite of services. And it's essentially, we're a full service digital marketing agency. And there's a lot of agencies out there, but there's a couple of things that make us unique. The first thing is, is that I'm only interested in business results. I'm not out there trying to get people more comments, more likes, more shares. I just wanna drive people results that matter. Good quality phone calls, good quality lead forms, ultimately the lead generator that helps you scale your business. The second thing that makes us unique is we're a collaborative team under one roof. 
So whereas in years gone by, you might have one provider for your website, one provider for SEO, one provider for Google, and then if things don't work, they all point the finger, we are all accountable and collaborative to make sure that we together work on achieving the outcomes you want. So we've got hundreds of clients and thousands of campaigns running across Australia and beyond, uh, and Jamie heads up as head of strategy that side of the business. Jamie, why don't you tell us some of the results that we've had with our clients recently? Yeah, we've taken hundreds of businesses across different industries um, through our process. Um, some standouts for me over the last 12 months, we took a plumbing company um, from one location to four locations across three states, um, all through website built by our team, Google Ads and Facebook Ads. Um, we scaled an e-commerce business, we doubled their revenue in the last 12 months and they had their best year yet. Um, we took a mechanic in Sydney from you know, very few leads to over 350 phone calls um, per month um, over six months. Um, we also work with smaller budgets, so we took a, a small carpenter in Sydney um, with only $500 a month and got them a $20,000 job in their first month of ads. So um, a lot of good results, but they're the standouts for me in the last 12 months. Some great stories. You know, ultimately we're marketers, we're not people that just put ads together. There's plenty of those, but we think like marketers to drive actual results. If I've piqued your interest, then click on the link below, head over to our page, uh, and there you'll find a diary. You can book a time that suits you, and Jamie and I will jump on a call with you and ascertain what are the business results you need and can we get them for you. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So I'm talking here about what are the little levers that you can pull in your business to grow the business regardless of interest rates, housing prices, and consumer sentiment, all right? The first thing that you really wanna look at inside your business is increasing your conversion rate. I mean the number of people that you sell versus the number of people that inquire for your products and services, right? So you're out there doing marketing, driving leads and inquiries into your business, all right? And so, you know, you, let's say hypothetically that you get 100 leads into your business in the month of April. The question becomes, how many of those leads and prospects did you turn into actual customers that give you money? That's the question, right? And then so you have a ratio. And it could be that you converted, you know, 43% of your prospects into customers. Excellent. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of what's happening on a macro level, you can make some smart decisions on how to get an average of 43% conversion rate up to an average of 47%, 50%, 52%, 60%, whatever you can get, okay? You can, that is one lever that if you pull it, will multiply itself through your business and then you will, you know, you'll scale your money. So how do you do it, right? I want to get to not only the idea, but how. First thing you want to do is you want to start writing scripts, right? Actually write and document the scripts you want in place, the scripts that lead the customer to yes. The mistake most people make, right, is they, um, is they just, they, they have an ad hoc process for sales. They chat with the customer, they shoot the breeze, and then they try and close them. Bad idea. You need to actually have documented scripts that you and your salespeople go through. The second thing you want to do is constantly be training your sales team. So if that's you, then you need to constantly be doing sales training. Or if you've got a team, then constantly be training the team. The reason why you want to consistently do sales training and role playing with your team is to keep the sales team sharp. All right, the sharper they are, the more yeses they're going to get from their prospects. 
But the third thing you want to do to increase your conversion rate is you want to get really good at asking questions. Questions are the answers, right, when it comes to sales and being better at sales and increasing your conversion rate. The more questions you can ask your prospects, the more answers you get to be able to serve them best and get more yeses. All right, so literally question, 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 pepper them with questions. That's how you serve your customers best and get more yeses. And, and the last thing on a conversion rate, the most overlooked thing of them all, is speed of follow-up. Most of you guys that are listening right now would get more yeses if you called your prospects back sooner. Right, so some of you are like, oh, I'll, I leave it a week between events, right? So you can't leave it a week, right? Your customer has forgotten about you in a week. If you call them today and they say they need to make a decision, call them tomorrow, right? And see how they went with their decision. Some of you are like, well, I don't want to look desperate. You are desperate. You need this customer to say yes, right? So just, you need to be super diligent and super quick on your follow-up. Right? Don't leave it a week between follow-ups. Leave it a day at max between following up those leads. Right? You do those four things and you'll increase your conversion rate. The second thing is you've got to learn to upsell. If the average customer is spending $63 with you, you've got to work out how to make the average customer spend $66, $67, $71, whatever it is. Okay? And the way that you're going to do that is you're going to offer a second product to every customer that buys. Now, this, some of you have to actually think about how this works, and it will be harder for some than others. If it's a retail store, it's easy. When somebody comes up to the counter wanting to buy this, I also offer them this, right? And I say to everybody that wants to buy this, hey, I noticed, it, would you like one of these two today? That's it, like it's as simple as that. And some people will say yes, and your number will jump up. For some of you in a service-based business, you might actually have to think about bundling. So if you're a law firm and somebody comes to you and they say, hey, can you help me with a commercial lease? You say, of course we can. That's going to be $48 million or whatever lawyers are. But for an extra 196, we can do a will for you while we're here, right? And some people will say no and some people will say yes. But what it will do is it will increase that average dollar and get the upsell up, right? So you bundle things together and you sell a second product, okay? If you ask every single prospect if they want a second product or a second service, some of those people say yes, it's a system. You ask 100 people to buy, seven of them, nine of them, 12 of them say yes to your upsell because you make it compelling offer, and there you go. Obviously, the master of this was McDonald's back in the 80s, 90s when they said, do you want fries with that? For them, it was just an upsell strategy to get a little bit more money off the majority of the customers, and that meant it moved the needle on the business, all right? So you need to start consistently selling upsell. Now, a lot, of, a lot of you are overthinking this. If you've got a core product that's $2,500 or more, and you've got another product that's worth $99, you're thinking, well, it's not worth it. It doesn't move the needle. It does. It does, right? It may mean that your average only jumps up 20 bucks a transaction, but you multiply that over a year, and it could be enough to, I mean, that much money usually drops straight to the bottom line, so it's a fair chunk of profit, all right? So you want to get that on there, okay? And then, of course, you want to make sure that you increase the lifetime value, lifetime value of a customer. Remember, when we do business, we're not trying to transact with a customer once. We're trying to get the customer to be a customer over the long period of time. That could be that they shop with you once every five years. That could be that they shop with you once every month. Could be once every week, right, depending on your business, okay? But you want to increase that lifetime value, right? The number one way to do that, the number one way to increase lifetime value 
is to ask your customers to come back. Who would have thought revolutionary? Hopefully, you know, that's not good. We're not going to we're not going to change the world with that one. And yet most businesses don't do it. OK, so here's what I would say to you. Start thinking up some incentives to get the past customers to come back and keep buying from you. Right. And here's the thing. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of discounts, although they can be very strategically used. But there's discounts, there's offers, VIP nights, closed door things, early access, whatever you want to do. You go back to your customers and say, hey, I want to give you this benefit to come back and buy from us. Okay. Now you can do that through, um, you can do that through calls, you can do that through emails, you can do that through any kind of communication, invites and things like that. So some of you are not even sending emails to your database. Okay, which is just like madness. So one of the ways that you would increase your lifetime value is to go back to the people that have bought from you once and give them an incentive, an offer, an invitation to come back and buy from you in the future. Some of you who have a very broad offering of products and services, your customers don't even know all the other things they could buy from you, right? So go and tell them if they bought one product or one service, Email them, call them, and tell them about all the other things they could buy from you, right? And then you'll start to see that more of your customers come back more often and spend more money, right? And that would be you increasing the lifetime value of a customer. The fourth thing that you absolutely need to be doing right now is increasing the amount of marketing pillars that you have in your business, right? Now, I know some of you, as soon as I say marketing pillars, some of you are like, well, I don't do any. It's like, cool, but you're probably the first business to go broke, uh, especially if there is a softening economy, right? Because you're just not held up by any infrastructure. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, that's not me. I have one pillar. I have word of mouth. I'm like, word of mouth is a very bad strategy to scale. Well, you, you'll never scale a business on word of mouth. You might be able to maintain one. But what happens when your team let your customers down a few times and now word of mouth is not working for you, right? It's too risky. Right? You wouldn't sit on a one-legged stool, right? Like that's what word of mouth is. You've got to build structure in your marketing pillars. So I don't know what you've got going on right now, but you've got to increase and add pillars, okay? And you can do this. By the way, if you're not running Google Ads right now, you are making a massive mistake, all right? Google Ads is the best business you can find anywhere in the world, okay? And then, of course, there's Facebook ads, there's LinkedIn ads, there's TikTok ads, there's going to BNI, there's cold calls. One of the most underrated strategies to grow a business right now is ring somebody you don't know and say good day, right? You know, like there's there's really there's, there's no barrier right to this. Okay, you know, you can set up strategic alliances, you can do leaflet drops, you can be on the radio. You there there are there are so many marketing pillars that you can implement. And so coming back to the original comment, the economy could be down a little bit, but you can add a pillar. That moves the needle on your business, all right? You know, interest rates could be affecting you right now, but you can do Google ads and Facebook ads and build a new website that converts, right? So much of this is in your controls, right? And I've just rattled off a few. I mean, you know, I mean, our coaching programs last year is where we teach everybody everything. This is just like the go-to things that are quick and dirty that will get you wins. And you can imagine the compound of this. 
Imagine if you went, okay, I'm gonna improve my conversion rate and you got an increase, and then you managed to increase the average dollar sale by getting some upsells. Plus you also made the customer come back and spend more money with you. Plus you also added more pillars to feed them. Imagine all four of those things together, what that would do to your business. Here's an idea, it might double your business, triple, quadruple, 10X. So, so here's, here's the bit that I want you to grab, right? The economy can come down 5%, but you can five times your business. And, and, and the economy is not gonna stop you doing that, right? You know, you, you, can, you can hire three new people, if you can find them, you can hire three new people right now, and that would still be a good idea in spite of anything because those people are gonna find you, you know, work, make you money, add to your profit, and things like that. You need to stop looking at the macro and being scared by the news media and what your friends say and what your parents say and start making actual business tactical decisions every day that drive your business forward. Listen, ultimately, let me wrap it up by saying this, saying this, the fundamentals like this always win. Whinging and complaining about it does not. All right, so I wanna know from you. I wanna know from you, what are you gonna do? Are you one of those people that get caught up in all your friends on Facebook telling you how bad it is as you scroll through you know, endless hours of stuff? Are you one of those people that gets caught up in the media? Have you, have you caught yourself second guessing your business and your growth plans because of some economic thing that's going on? If that's you, stop it. Get in the business and start making decisions. But I wanna know from you which one of these is the strategy that you're gonna start with first. It's gotta be practical. I want there to be an application from, you know, to you watching this video. Are you gonna go and get amongst your conversion rate first? Are you gonna upsell and bundle your products first? Are you gonna increase your lifetime value and get your customers to come back first? Or are you gonna add marketing pillars to your business first? Put it in the comments below. I want the feedback loop from you about how practical it's gonna be and where you are going to start. All right, it's been so good to hang out with you. That is episode 55 in the can. We will be back next week for another episode of the podcast. Until then, go and execute. See ya.